Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Round Guy the Podcast. Today our guest is Larry Sloan of Nevada, Iowa. He owns a, a theater called the Talent Factory, and uh, the theater has a reputation for being a little haunted. Larry, uh, good morning, and uh, say hello to everybody. Good morning, Dave. Hey, how you doing, bud? Pretty good. good. Well, let, tell about the history of your uh, theater and uh, maybe some of the uh, haunted aspects of it, and <laughs> then we'll uh, move on to you know who's going to be playing there and whatnot. Sure. Well, it's it's a cool old theater. It was built in the twenties, so it's pushing a hundred years old now, and uh, it's it's long had a history of of uh, people saying it's haunted, as I think most people think hundred year old buildings are. But in our case, uh, we bought it back in 2012, so we've had it about nine years now. And uh, our, when we bought it, the first thing we did was start exploring. And we found uh, a closet under the stairs with a little half door. And uh, I was in another part of the, the lobby area. My wife opened the door and screamed, which she doesn't do. Uh, we've been married almost 50 years. I, I haven't seen her scream yet in 50 years. So... Uh, slammed the door and I went over and said, what's wrong? She says, something's in there. I said, well, what's it? What do you think is in there? She says, I don't know. She says, but the tree, there was a, there was a ficus tree, a, a fake ficus tree in there. She said, it's shaking. And I said, wow. Okay. So I opened the door. There's that tree. And uh, it's not moving a leaf. <laughs> it's not moving at all. She said, it, it was shaking violently. So that was our first greeting in. So that that little closet became the creepy closet after that. And uh, that was our welcome. But uh, one of the things that we, we did find, that this was really cool, we explored the place and down in the basement in one of the furnace rooms, they had put all of these old posters. There must have been a thousand old movie posters still in the cardboard shipping tubes, uh, standing on end in boxes. And... Unfortunately, somebody had uh, not managed the sump pump systems in the building, and it had flooded in that area. So there was about eight inches of water at one time. So all of these posters, these beautiful two-sided posters, uh, about eight inches up to ten inches were all moldy and and had been uh, wet. So we looked for some that were above the water level and found some that hadn't gotten wet probably 20 or 30 of them. And uh, Cindy took them home and and she uh, cataloged them, researched them, priced them, repackaged them. And a couple, two or three weeks later, I was down in the room again. And on top of all these other posters, the ones that were ruined are probably 20 or 30 more brand new pristine posters that the water hasn't touched. And I thought, huh. So I went upstairs and I asked Cindy, I said, uh, I see you've been down in the, in the poster room. She said, no, not since you and I were down there. And I thought, wow. So the only thing I could come up with was, yeah, we must have just missed them. That's the only logical explanation, right? We just must have missed them. So we brought them up. She did the whole sequence with these. And every two to three weeks, we'd go down and find anywhere from 20 to 40 posters that somehow appeared on top of all the rest of them that were pristine until we had over 300 of them. That ranged in price 
our price, which is half of what you find them online, from $10 to $900 each. So we figured that was our uh, that was our housewarming present from our ghosts. There's but a, uh, that was really cool. The friendliest ghost since Casper. I I would say uh, you know I mean these ghosts are giving us stuff. So we started doing some research. We had a psychic in Danny Lynn, uh, who uh, lives down in in Arizona now, but used to live in Iowa. And Danny came up to do a show. And while she was doing this show, of course, she read the place and, and uh, talked to us. And she came back with the idea that we had probably three ghosts, two male and one female, or two female, I'm sorry, and one male, and an elemental. And she said the elemental is probably what Cindy saw in the, uh, in the closet. She says they like to hide in closets, and that's how they go from one spot to another. And she said they're they're not fully formed spirits. They're not human. They're not, you know, ghosts. Somewhere in between, and they have the the uh, personality of a prankish five or six year old. So we started looking at that, and that jived with uh, the theater was built by a guy named Oscar Strine, and Oscar built the love of his life. I mean, this was an opulent, just beautiful theater at the time in in this area. And uh, he lost it almost right after he finished it in the market crash and the depression. The guy he put out of business in, in Nevada that had two movie theaters in Nevada, he put him out of business. That guy, Werner Grossman, bought it out of bankruptcy and then employed Oscar uh, to keep running it along with Werner's wife and his adult daughter, uh, Gloria and Myrtle. And then they ran it for the next 40 years, and then Oscar left shortly after after that. Uh, but uh, so we figured that the two females are probably Gloria and his adult daughter, and Myrtle, his wife. And the male, we don't know if that's Oscar, who had a great sense of humor, by the way, always pulled pranks on people, uh, or whether it was Warner, whose family owned it. Uh, we didn't find out until uh, probably a year or two ago that there had been a, a five or six year old that fell off the balcony and died back in the 50s or 40s so we figured that must be the the uh, uh the elemental but uh they've done some crazy stuff man i'll tell you what i can explain how almost anything works but i don't have a clue how some of this stuff happens not a clue can't explain it except by any other means uh, paranormal so was this a, a vaudeville theater it was as a matter of fact it was one of the few theaters uh that are operating still today that qualify as a vaudeville theater a movie theater and a theater for plays so it did all of the above do, do you know was there any famous acts that ever came through in the vaudeville days to the theater we know that it was a major theater for most vaudeville acts that came through. Uh, they were running first-run movies, Tom Mix movies, Gloria Swanson movies. Uh, they also had a few of the first talkies in at the same time. They had a, uh, a Wurlitzer One, big pipe organ, uh, that 
they they used to play along with you know the the silent movies, and uh, it it was uh, it was sold uh, after Friedley bought the theater back in the nineteen seventies, and it's in England somewhere, but uh, we don't have any actual uh, proof of any of the acts coming through, except we know they did, of course, because. This was a, a big deal in theaters back in the 20s and 30s. Have you ever heard of the State Theater in Washington, Iowa? I have not. I was driving by it the other day, and they have a new sign on the side of the wall that says, Oldest Continually Running Movie Theater in the World. Oh, and I think cool. it says 1912 or 1911 or something. Yeah, like very that. cool. So a lot of good theater history here. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, the theater up in uh, Story City has been up in operation, uh, although not constantly because it's been purchased and and uh, such as that. It's been brought back and remodeled since uh, 1918 or 1916, and they're open and doing shows now again, now mostly movies. You've had a lot of uh, great acts in there, but uh, I would. Would you say Louis Anderson was the biggest? Uh, he'd have to be right up there with him. Um, we also had Billy Dean, of course, uh, the country star. Uh, he had 10 number ones back in the 90s. Uh, we've had five of the original Beach Boys band members in there. We've had members of the Platters, the Drifters. Um, and, of course, we bring a lot of talent up from uh, Branson. So... Uh, Joseph uh, Hall, who was one of the finalists on America's Got Talent uh, as Elvis, and Joseph also works for Elvis Presley Enterprises uh, all over the world. And then, of course, uh, Todd Oliver, and you know Todd. Yep. And uh, uh, Todd is 17 years on the Branson Bell, and I think 11 years in, in Tennessee on a, on a riverboat. Hmm. Uh, and on America's Got Talent, of course, so one of the finalists to get on there. So... Yeah, we've been just dumb lucky to get the, the level of talent that we have uh, up here in, in Little Nevada, Iowa. Uh, tell us about some of the uh, tribute bands that you've had in there that you thought were good. Oh, uh, the, the one we've got coming up, one of the best, actually, is Saturday, September 18th. Uh, we've got uh, The Doors, Mojo Rising. Oh, really? And these guys are hands down the best Doors tribute band I have ever heard or seen in my life. Uh, the, uh, the, the guy, Kellen, that plays Jim Morrison in this, has studied him to a T, sounds like him, looks like him, acts like him on stage. The band is phenomenal. A lot of people don't know it, but the original Doors only had three musicians. They had the, the keyboard player, who also did all the bass runs on his keyboard, the guitar player, the lead player, and then the uh, drummer, and then Jim Morrison. So that was the original group, and these guys do exactly the same thing, have exactly the same sound. I mean, note for note, uh, instrument for instrument, it's just spot on. Uh, one, of, one of the best I've ever heard. Uh, we just had a, a tribute to Journey. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that next. I heard that uh, was amazing. Oh, yeah, uh, the band's called Recaptured, and the lead singer, who, by the way, his name is Steve, looks and sounds exactly like Steve Perry from Journey, and has one of the best bands backing him 
we've, we've ever had in. Uh, it's note for note. This guy hits all of the notes that Steve Perry hit. Uh, honest to God, those high notes that he hits, I swear only dogs can hear them. But there, it's an incredible sound. Uh, we've had our friends, of course, Angus Khan. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard it, seen them. How good are they? Oh, they're they're spot on. Uh, ACDC. Are they they're fun too? They're are they more Bon Scott or are they more Brian Johnson? Uh, well, they do both actually. They've got a, a, a Bon a Bon Johnson and, and an Angus, uh, of course. Uh, so it's it's fun to watch them because uh, the guy uh, Jim Batchelder does both uh, uh, both Johnsons. Brian and, and uh, can't remember the other one. <laughs> we're, we're talking with Larry Sloan of Nevada, Iowa, who owns a, a an old vaudeville theater named called the Talent Factory. Now, uh, tell uh, tell everybody where you're located. You're pretty close to Ames. It's, it's not a far drive from anybody here in southeast Iowa or uh, pretty centrally located in the state. No, that's, that's actually true. We're uh, eight miles east of Ames on us 30 so to get to us you can come up the back way uh you can actually come up 65 uh to get to us you can come up 330 to get to us you can come up 14 to get to highway 30 and then just over to nevada so we are right off the interstate as a matter of fact yeah and it's right downtown too yes it is yeah as, as you come into town off off of 30 we're the only theater in the middle of town where it's one of the largest buildings in the in the city. So uh, you have a big Christmas festival, don't you? Well, we have had. Uh, this year, we're not sure. Um, we've, we skinnied way back from this last year because of, uh, of uh, the COVID, incident, COVID factors, I guess. Yeah. And we're not sure this year uh, if we're going to go back to what we were. Normally, we'll play uh, a movie. Uh, we play uh, Polar Express for the community. It's free, and uh, the kids uh, all get a uh, a gift at the end of it. And during the middle, where the hot chocolate scene is, we quote break the film, and then we have our staff come down the aisles with carts of hot chocolate for all the kids. <laughs> so, oh, man. Then we have a Santa Claus uh, in the lobby at the end, and the, as the kids come through, they get a, uh, a Polar Express ticket and a sleigh bell, just like in the in the movie. Oh. Uh, so that's that's one of the things we do. Well, that's true. Now, there's a rumor uh, that uh, you've been playing online poker with some uh, some uh, big name entertainers. Oh, I don't know about big name. They're all friends of ours, so I don't consider them big name. Well, but uh, <laughs> some illusionists, uh, without getting into too many names, uh, uh, Jackson Rain is a dear friend of ours, and he set this up. And uh, Jackson holds world record in number of escapes from a straitjacket, and, and uh, uh, he's a great entertainer, lives in Vegas. So he set up a Poker Stars uh, poker game for us and invited us because we're friends. And uh, so it uh, it's it's been an interesting eighteen months for these guys. So uh, uh, the the headliners, even the headliners in Vegas, uh, Lance Burton is a is a friend of ours, good friend. And Lance doesn't need the money. I mean, he he survived. Uh, but his support acts: Michael Godot, Larry Dunbar, Keith West, whom you know, um, have. Uh, I mean, the, those guys were. 
doing deliveries and, and uh, driving Uber and trying to get through this whole thing. So it's great to see him back working again now. I'm just, uh, you know, that was a, a unbelievable, stressful year. I, uh, I spent my time, I just was buying old antique benches and then me and a buddy was restoring them. And oh, nice. So I got like 40 of them. I've been selling wow. them. I, I sold probably seven or eight of them here lately. But uh, Well, speaking of selling, uh, we're going to be selling the theater. Oh, you're going to sell the theater. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, we, f- we found a, well, we didn't find, but a nonprofit organization uh, decided they'd like to buy the theater. And they're looking at investing over a million to, uh, to bring it back, uh, to put in a, a, a bistro wine bar uh they're going to take the back half of the ground floor and uh tear it terrace it so they put tables and stuff in so it'll have more of a dinner theater feel to it what a tremendous value to the community of nevada yes yep and we i've had others i had some people locally that thought they might be interested in it individuals uh but my my honest belief is that I, I didn't want to do that to them because it's owning a theater, especially a hundred year old theater is a deep pockets situation. Yeah. And I think this entity has the, I mean, I know you put hundreds of thousands of dollars into it and. Yes, we have. We've been able to afford to live, you know, we've never used it as revenue. Uh, so it's, it's never been a case that we, you know, we have been able to live comfortably, but you know, we haven't been able to really put the kind of money into it that I think would be, needed and what this group wants to do so uh, they'd like me to stay on and, and uh, run it for a while but uh, uh, I've, I've got another position I took training law enforcement internationally oh that's outstanding well that's what I that's what I used to do in a, in, in life and uh, my knees went bad though so I kind of got out of it and I, I wanted to get my knees done so I'm scheduled in October to get my one of my knees replaced, so I can get back to doing that again. And, you're you're uh, a black belt in karate, aren't you? Uh, I'm I'm technically seventh degree. I'm I'm what they call Kyoshi, which is professor um, in uh, Filipino martial arts. So uh, I've been training law enforcement since 1978. You're officially an interesting guy. <laughs> Well, that's what, that's really what helped us out in our uh, in our entertainment business because in in my previous life I had provided personal uh, services for some entertainers and when you build that kind of reputation and, and relationship it it follows through with other things as well so that's one of the reasons we were able to to bring in some of the entertainers uh, you mentioned Louis Anderson earlier. Dave, as you remember, it was you that uh, moved me to talk to his manager and to get a hold of him and bring him here. So you were very instrumental in, in us bringing Louis Anderson. Uh, that was back in 2014, I think. Well, on behalf of all the stand-up comics and musicians and artists that had a chance to play in your theater, we thank you. Well, well, thank you for all you did, all the time, all the money that you put into the place and the opportunity to uh, perform in that picturesque uh, theater that really, you know, it kind of touched my heart. I just, 
You know what I mean? I just kept thinking on myself, what if Charlie Chaplin stood on this stage? Well, yeah, and, and that is entirely possible. I mean, there's, uh, as, as all of those, those uh, entertainers cross the nation, crisscross the nation, uh, going from one coast to another, hitting all the small towns and the theaters, this was one of the larger theaters they could hit going through. Yeah. So uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we, uh, uh, an entertainment service named us fourth in the state for uh, uh, comedy, uh, as far as comedy clubs go. And we've had uh, a lot of guys from Bob and Tom. Of course, Bob Zaney's a dear friend. Uh, uh, oh, who else? Jeez. Uh, Kostaki Konimopoulos, Tim Bedore, Tim Cavanaugh, Haywood yeah. Banks, uh, Greg Hahn. Uh, just some great entertainers in here. Uh, right. from Bob and Tom. No, you really provided the area with tremendous. I mean, no. Uh, you might do, be doing better than uh, the Stephen uh, Auditorium there in Ames. <laughs> well, we only seat 400. Stevens has got us beat by a few thousand. Well, you got the seats, but you sure, I mean, you, you got the volume, I guess. Yeah, well, we've, we have the, the, the different talent. We've, got a, we've had a lot of diversity in the talent. We're talking so, with Larry Sloan of Nevada, Iowa, owner of the Talent Factory, uh, a historic and picturesque theater that uh, should be on everybody's list to see. As we wrap this up, we're running a little bit out of time here. Uh, shoot, shoot up for what, what's coming up at the theater, what everybody can come see, and then we need to hit the, your social media and your websites and all that stuff. So that Absolutely. Uh, coming up yet, we've got uh, the Greatest Doors Tribute Anywhere by Mr. Mojo Risen, a fabulous band. That's Saturday the 18th of this month. Then we've got Pet Rock the best 70s rock band in the world. All they do is 70s music. Oh, yeah, 70s music. Yeah, they, they did a bunch of KTEL records and everything. This was the band that did all the music for all those records and everything. Uh, that's uh, September 24th. All, all 70s, no disco, which I love. Uh, you save and, a couple seats for me and Gina for that one. I can do that. And then uh, Friday, November 5th, we've got Tribute to the Eagles by Hotel Desperado which uh, is a band really dedicated to, to the, the Eagles. And then uh, Ventura Boulevard is a Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers tribute oh. in December. Oh, my God. And then uh, Saturday, January 22nd, we've got the great ACDC revival by Angus Khan. So Angus Khan will be joining us again. They're, they're, uh, they, they've been here once or twice a year for the last several years. Love them. Do you have an apartment close there I could rent? <laughs> no, but we've got to deal with the uh, quality hidden suites in Ames. So. <laughs> well, I might have to deal you on that one, too, because that's all sounds so good. Uh, websites, uh, social media, how we contact the Talent Factory and get in on all this. Well, you can go to Facebook and find us under the Talent Factory. You can go to our website, which is iowatalentfactory.com. And on our website, you not only get to see what's coming up, but you can go to their page that we have on our site and see and hear the band so you never buy a band you haven't heard and haven't seen before. And you might see a ghost. Oh, uh, I did a show there with uh, Comedy Central's Ben Kronberg. 
And a friend of mine from a time, Logan Garber, came up. He was on the show. Yeah. And he swears to God he saw ghosts in, yes. in the back. And he had no idea at all that there was ghosts there. He <laughs> said he was just walking around, and he opened up this door, and he'd come back. And, I mean, he was white as a sheet. I mean, his hair was looked like he stuck his fingers in the electric sockets. He was breathing hard and fast and... And then I told him, yeah, there's supposed to be ghosts here. Yeah. And he yeah. said, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and I said, well, you, you rooted it out on your own. But. Well, we've had two paranormal groups come in and do the place for us. so, uh, And they come in and do that for free, so they love the place. Yeah, I know. It is pretty exciting. Anyway, you can't get a better time. They don't. You can't find better lights or sound. You can't find a, a better place to see a show. And it's not that far away. So... Get uh, get a hold of the Talent Factory in Nevada, Iowa. Get your tickets. Go see the Eagles and Tom Petty and ACDC and all of that. All right. Uh, this has been The Round Guy, and we're out.